Hi listeners, this is Harrison. Just wanted to let you know, as I mentioned uh, two episodes ago, we've been having some weird technical problems. Uh, so our audio is a little funky this episode. Please bear with us as we try to get this sorted out. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Hi, I'm Harrison and I'm here with Tyler. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy. We are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. No spoilers, because this is my first time watching the show, but not my first time setting up a mic. I think we found the best placement for this singular mic today, so... Yes, and I have watched the show so many times, more times than numbers of mics we have this week, or numbers of working USB ports on my computer. We are just rolling up the punches. Yeah. Um, let's see, uh... So what are we watching? We are watching season two, episode nine, What's My Line, not rhyme, part one. Uh, this is the one where uh, Spike sends a trio of assassins known as the Order of Taraka after Buffy to, while he attempts to find the cure for Drusilla's ailments. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what's My Line, part one was written by Howard Gordon and Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon. This episode originally aired on November 17th, 1997. And you know what we've never addressed? What network was this on? Uh, This was on the... uh, I I think when I say this, you will not be shocked. This was on the WB. Oh, wow. It was a show about about steamy teenagers. I talked about um, the, uh, the WB frog. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, so I want to mention real quick, Marty Noxon, this is the first episode that she has written. Um, Marty Noxon will go on to become a, a significant part of Buffy. She writes a lot of episodes, mm-hmm. and um, uh, she's also just become a very successful television writer and producer in her own right. Most recently... Um, she created the HBO series Sharp Objects, starring Amy Adams, which is excellent. Um, and Howard Gordon, who also wrote this episode, never wrote another episode of the series again, and I don't know what happened. Ooh. That's rumors and hearsay, but I like it. ready to make uh, a guess about the next episode. Oh, wow. Just just right off the gap. It's gonna be called What's My Line? Part two. Well, listen, this is a no-spoiler podcast. Okay, so, so I can't disclose this information. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I'll give you a short little video. All right, all right. Cue the intro. <laughs> oh! Booze and Buffy. Yeah. What will we see? Buffy. What will we drink? Bourbon. Wine. What will we think? Harrison's seen it all. Fuck yeah. And Tyler hasn't. What vocab words will we learn that again? Slay. What vocab words will we learn that again? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfits. What is on the gay agenda for today? Angel. It's and Buffy. So, Tyler, tell us what we're drinking this week. Um, bourbon and ginger. Bourbon and ginger. We went real basic. Old faithful. My bar was depleted. What, what's our toast? What are we mm. drinking? 
So I had a toast for this episode originally right. um, that I'm actually going to save for next week. Um, because, so I think we've mentioned once or twice or four times or five times that we live in Kentucky. Right. Uh, well, I live in Kentucky, actually. You live in Indiana. I went to school in Kentucky. But, um, so we had a gubernatorial election, um, and, uh, Matt Bevan lost. And I, I think we've made our feelings on Matt Bevan pretty clear on yeah, this we, podcast. We unfortunately, brought him up before. Um, and so then after he lost, he insisted on a recount, which he had to pay out of pocket. Mm. And then he lost again. And he conceded, was it yesterday that he conceded? Yeah. Um, when, when we're recording this, we don't know the future. Um, so here's to Matt Bevan, fuck you, suck shit, and die in a ditch. Mm. Also, like, in this year, hope you're a good governor. That too. Um, let's see. What, what was it? Fuck you, Matt. Fuck you, Matt Bevan. That's five. five. Something, something, die in a ditch. Suck shit. That's two. Die in a ditch. No, that was not. It was not a haiku. Suck shit. Die in a ditch. No. So, but we can think of a haiku. Well, next week we'll come back with. We our point of engagement. (laughs) Write us a haiku, please. About Matt Bevan. Ideally, using the phrases "suck shit" or "die in a ditch." Yeah, I'm just. I I don't want to go like totally off the rails here before we've even started, but, like... Well, this is a good point. It's just so nice. He He's just such a hateful person. And... I, so we're yeah. gonna excuse some of that hate right back. Listen! Yeah. Uh, like, sorry. And I, I've said this on the podcast before. He... My mother-in-law's a teacher. Right. And he... His... Just... What he has said about teachers has been so vile. I just... I don't even feel bad for thinking that he should be hit by a train. Like... Well, and, like, it speaks to, like, the rest of the votes of the state. Because, like, basically all the other offices weren't red, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, every other Republican won. And not just, like, not closely. They were, the, the other Republicans won by significant margins. <laughs> and um, and it wasn't, you know, it was a pretty close race between him and Bashir. But, I mean, he lost by 5,000 votes, which, in a state our size, is... is a, it's significant. It's, uh, yeah, so, but... You know, it's something. It's something. We're done. Anyway, we'll move on from politics. Um, But tune into my other podcast, Suck Shit Matt Bevan. Mm. That's not not a real podcast. Please do not go Google me. I mean, I'd like your podcast. Mm. I would listen to that. Well, maybe maybe we'll start it. Are you ready to dive in? I am. Um, So, what week is it at Sunnydale High School, Tyler? It's career week. Did you ever do this? Did this Not ever happen in your school? No. If we had, like, maybe, like, a day or a class for that. Did you ever do junior achievement? We did that in middle school. Yeah, yeah. Junior achievement, I don't really remember what we did. It was like, they would come in and be, like... We did, like, modules, I want to say. Something like that, or they'd come in and teach you, like, how to be, like, this is what cops do, and this is what grocery clerks do. I don't remember. Um... I, Xander says something in this scene that I'm gonna have to agree with and be mm-hmm. on Xander's side. What's he saying? He, he talks about how, um, basically one of the questions he doesn't know how to answer 
because the two yeah. choices he's given don't really work. And Buffy's like, hold up, is this the theme of the episode? Hmm. I, I think it touches. She's having on like it. a Cinderella's quarrel. Like, at the best thing to decide is to. Be I on. definitely think a big part of the theme of this episode. I mean, Buffy just flat out says it. It's like she doesn't feel like she gets to have a real life because she has this yeah. destiny. Um, and I think Xander does kind of touch on that. Of like, he's got an either or choice, and that isn't necessarily necessarily reflective of the real world. Mm. Um, and I like Xander calling out the bullshit of like standardized testing and like how can this test tell you what you're gonna be yeah so um yeah um, good job Sander like maybe <laughs> also has a zinger at the end of the scene where he says that Buffy might have a bright future at the DMV <laughs> with her attitude yeah I love it although I always had a pleasant interaction with people at the DMV me personally but okay no we don't agree <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think you can disagree with my experiences. Yes. Maybe um, it's just because I'm nice. Maybe it's because... I'm the nice one, remember? You went to all the wrong DMVs. In Indiana, we call them DMVs. It's the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Ugh. Yeah. That sucks. Um, we have everyone there. Crazy. Okay. The last time I went, this when I got my new ID. And uh, my last ID that I had, my driver's license, was, I was, like, super hungover in the picture, and just, like, I look a fucking mess, like, I just look ragged, and, um, or ratchet, is rat that, yeah, there you go, uh -huh. snaps for you, um, and so this re most recent time, I, like, Put on some foundation and like. Are you fucking kidding me? No, you put on makeup to go get your driver's license. Yes, I did because I knew what it's like to go through life having a driver's license that I was embarrassed to take off. So I fixed my fucking face. I covered up my acne and I put in eye drops and I like practiced smiling before I went in. This is the best thing yeah, I've welcome. ever heard. Thank you so much. Like, oh my gosh. Um, Thanks, Rich Makeup. Back to the episode. <laughs> the DMV sucks. Um, also, which is fair. notable mention for fashion, Cordelia's friend... Um, a nameless has extra. this, like, iridescent vest. <gasps> yes. I love it. Yeah, she's just wearing a vest. It's shimmery. It's, it's, it's like, almost like a tuxedo vest, but it's just not what else she's wearing. Yeah. Um, it's... Shimmery and like green kind of iridescent It's like purple. green, purple, blue. Like it, it depends on how the light's hitting it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Cordy gets a really good zinger in here too. What she saying? But she's, um, oh gosh, I wish I'd written it down. I couldn't write it down. That's my, that's on me. But she, um, Xander says something about like Cordelia, like hobnobbing with the, uh, um, rich and attractive. <laughs> and Cordelia is like, well, that excludes you on both counts. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Um, so meanwhile, uh, Spike is trying to find a cure for Drusilla. He has, um, I, he has a name, and the name is Dalton, but I'm going to call him Nerd Vampire. <laughs> he is Nerd Vampire, and you can't call him anything else. Well, okay, I remember what I want to talk to you about. Nerd oh, Vampire. Yeah. Because that's whenever I made you watch, um, uh, what's that show called that we watched? The oh, um, What Vampires. We Do in the Shadows. Yes, because their roommate 
is an emotional vampire. Yes. Or whatever. Oh, and yeah, he kind of looks he like He lives in the guy. basement. He looks like the dude from Office Space who's like, oh, my he's getting on the podcast. There you go. Toast. He's <laughs> like, I think you took, took my stapler. Um, I'm going to burn this place down. That guy. Yeah. But that character on that show, the I don't know what his name is. It's like Carl Perkins or something. I've watched the one episode that we watched. Right, same, me too. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he just drains people's energy just by, from like being around and boring them or annoying them, and I think that like we all know that person. Oh, emotional impact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a, a nice little like comedic trope on that. I there's a person I know who is the most draining person I know, but it's the opposite. Mm. She is aggressively talkative. Mm-hmm. You don't know who I'm talking about. Because okay. um, it's, it, it's someone you definitely don't know. And I'm not going to say how I know them on the podcast, just in case. We're just going to edit all this out. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's like the opposite. It's not that I'm bored. I'm just like, oh my god, you are coming at me fast. Uh. Um, but Nerd Vampire is having trouble... Um, translating the book that they have, which is the one that was uh, stolen from Giles a couple episodes back. Right, and his first guess, he says it in Latin, Spike translates it to say, debase the beef canoe. (laughs) Ew. Debase my beef canoe. Ew, ew. Uh, (laughs) Sir, (laughs) sir, I am married (laughs) to a gentleman I said Spike. Oh, no, that's fair. Yeah, no, Spike can debase my beef canoe. <laughs> Wait, is uh, is beef canoe a penis? I don't... I, I feel like beef canoe sounds more like a vagina. Oh, because... Okay. I was thinking more phallic, like, lock. Okay. No. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well... I thought that's been on it. Well, we know Spike's been debasing Drusilla's beef canoe. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to dance, and he's like, I-, "I just have two left feet." He's he he snaps at her, which we don't really. She's s- like, oh. "I know," and it's like, "I know you're a it's like a soulless evil monster, but like, honey, you don't have to take that." <laughs> He um, he softens though. That's one of the things I like. They are evil. They're such monsters, but they are like genuinely like super sweet to one another. Yeah, it's so cute. Like I hope they just like get to ride off into the sunset and kill all the people. Mean, sweet, manipulative, same thing. Yeah, it's mm. what marriage is. Um, so um, Drusilla is laying out tarot cards. Yeah. Because this is where they've had the idea. Who have, like, oddly specific mm-hmm. pictures on them. You've got the Cyclops, mm-hmm. you've got the um, the Worm, and you've got the Jaguar. She's like, he can't help you, and we're like, we already know that girl. <laughs> so they decide to, um, they, uh, they decide to... Go and decipher. Um, yeah, they need to decipher the book. Um... Because they can't read it. It's an archaic Latin. It is not 
It's in pig Latin. <laughs> As Tyler thought Giles said. I didn't think he said that. Oh, I thought you thought he said that. No, I was just like... Oh, you were just doing it. It's easy to... Oh, <laughs> uh, I seriously thought you thought... Easy to translate. I thought you... I he was like, like, if only we can be like one step ahead of them and translate it before them. I was like, it's in pig Latin. Oh, <laughs> you were doing a bit and I missed it. Yeah. Listen, I'm known for being cute, not smart. That's... Watch it, watch it. <laughs> All right, so um, so then we go to the cemetery, and um, we see Nerd Vampire uh, robbing one of the crypts. I like that she lets him rob it, knowing that he's going to walk out through the door. It's so great, because it's that bit where in, like, movies where, like, the, the hero does something super cool where they're just, like, waiting. Yeah. But we're seeing it from the hero's perspective, and you usually don't usually see it from the bad guy's perspective. So it's like, you see her go up, like, peek in, see what he's doing, decide she's going to make this a moment. Right. Um, good for her. Good for Buffy. She knows drama. You know. Um, There's another vampire. She stakes him. By the time she turns around, he's gone. Yeah. And she says, one down, one gone. Um, she goes back home. Who is in her boudoir? Mr. Gordo. And who is clutching Mr. Gordo the Pig? That's, uh, Angel. That's Angel. I had to think about it. I almost didn't say that. Oh my god. Can you imagine, though, if that scene had happened but it was Xander? Like, put down my pig! Her mom is at home. She's away doing some art thing or buying something. Or having belly shots done off of her. That was yesterday. At, listen, Joyce goes hard. Like, it is still Halloween for her. There's this really fantastic moment where where Buffy tells, because uh, she's coming through the window, and she tells Angel, like, don't worry, my mom's not here. And he's like, then why'd you climb through the window? And she has this moment where she just thinks about it, and just, it dawns on her that she's like, have it. <laughs> um, which I think also... It's That's a, a pretty funny bit. It's a funny bit, but it also kind of ties into this, like, theme of the episode of Buffy once again, like, lamenting that she can't have a normal life. And this is just one of those other things that she can't come home mm-hmm. like a normal girl. Yeah. Even when her not, mom's not home, she's so used to sneaking in through the window that yeah. she does it when her mom's not even there. Yeah. I feel like what I said earlier, like, I was like, well, Xander was talking, I was like, is that the theme? No, but it gets the theme out of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, because she even says in that first scene, she's like, what's the, the first point? scene is the one that, like, we either know the theme or we don't. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point of her even taking this test? Because yeah. it doesn't matter. She's going to be the Slayer no matter what. Uh, yeah. So he's trying to get her out of danger. Yeah. Well, she tells him, um... She's obsessed uh, with Dorothy Hamill. Yeah. She loves ice skating. Um, so he tells her about an ice skating rink nearby that's conveniently closed on Tuesday nights, and it's Monday, and they're going to go ice skating the next day. Why couldn't they go when it's open? The plot. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's not like there's daylight in there. Right, exactly. Like, last time I went ice skating, it was nighttime. Also, I'm a really good ice skater, just... I am. Just in case anyone cares. 
So she goes to school while. Yeah, their test results for the uh, career aptitude test have been revealed. Oh wait, 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 go back. Oh what? What do uh, Whenever she's like, "How did you know it was career day or career week?" Oh, he was like, yeah. I lurk. lurk, buddy. Get a hobby. Um, so yeah, so the next day they're finding out what they have been assigned for, um, for career week. Xander has been assigned a prison guard, which, let me, does that track to you at all? Maybe, like, that's supposed to mean that he's dumb? Maybe. I mean, I've watched Orange is the New Black. We've been talking about, like, how, like, he's dumb. We have been. Like, specifically, like, his intelligence, and I feel like this is just, like, one more card that's stuck. Yeah, I could see... Kind of like a bumbling guard, not like... you know, what I mean? Not like, like porn stash. Yeah. Not like a rapey one, but... Um, um, <laughs> Buffy has been put what, into... What about Cordelia? Oh, Cordelia's was... Um, motivational motivational speaking and personal shopper. Oh my god. Buffy has been put into law enforcement, which... Which tracks. Yeah, it actually... Yeah. It doesn't sound like that much of a... Like, it's weird that, like, Xander gets... Prison guard. Prison guard, and she gets law enforcement. Yeah. Willow has a great line about that, where she's like, at least you're on the right side of the bars. Yeah. Um, Willow, however, was not on the list, mm-hmm. um, which she's very upset about. Willow is taken off to a special area where two mysterious men in suits with horrible ties. And <laughs> Vivaldi's... Uh, Vivaldi's spring. <laughs> I thought it was water music and Harrison's husband quickly yeah. caught it. So. He, he was like, nah, that is the Four Seasons. Um, and there's a man there who offers her canapé. <laughs> I like the shot how um, Oz is like completely behind her silhouette, so like whenever she just moves. You just like, see him. Yeah, he's there the whole middle. time, but you can't see him. Um, and this is the first time they meet, which is... So he's been in... Two episodes so far? He was in Inca Mummy Girl and he was in Halloween. Then Buffy goes to the cemetery with Giles? She first she tells Giles about what she saw, about what um uh the the theft at the mausoleum. Yeah. He's very concerned and he wants to go investigate it with her. She says a very like nineties phrase. It's not like gagging with this thing, what she's saying. Have a cow, Giles. He also has that, like, prop that's, like, a stack of books that are very clearly, like, you drill a hole through each book, and then you tie a rope all the way through them, so that way, like, it looks like they're kind of, like, starting to lean, but they don't fall over. I thought they were swaying realistically. Uh, no. <laughs> there were so many of them. The whole table would have been moving. You know what I mean? Like, that's true. Oh, I just meant the one that, like, the one he that was carrying. Um, it goes down and she like conveniently catches it and just puts it back yeah. up. Um, so Spike and Drusilla are examining the cross that uh, Dalton stole. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I take that back. That nerd vampire stole to help them decode the book. Um, this is when Spike decides that he's going to call in the Order of Taraka. Oh, uh, one thing that Buffy said to Charles and I've seen. She says that. Color me stunned. When did she say that? Uh, I think it was... Oh, no, it's when he's like, um... Oh, he says something so British. 
Is she talking about like him and his personality? Yeah. Do you do that? Never. Yeah. Color me stunned. Um, so at this point, this is when they go to the cemetery, Giles and uh, Giles and Buffy. But first, we get a great scene where Willow and Xander are trying to cover for Buffy <laughs> with Principal Snyder. Yeah. Uh, and Snyder had a line that you particularly oh, yeah. enjoyed. One of the, he says the airborne toxic event? Yeah, he refers, he says that whenever Xander speaks, it's an airborne toxic event. So, this is where we get the title of the episode, which we, so, it, it's, Buffy's complaining about the, like, career week, she's not happy that she's having this kind of foisted on her when it's pointless, she doesn't have a future outside of being a slayer, and um, she says it's like a game of what's my line. And for a long time, my brain swapped out what's my line for whose line. Yeah, like, who says it anyway? And, I, and it never made sense. And uh, then I recently it's realized... also the scene where she's, like, trying to come up with an analogy. She's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a chicken, chicken and another chicken. chicken. Or, like, maybe, like, two chickens. Or, I don't know what she yeah. says. Um, that's pretty much it. She's just like, it's like a chicken and another chicken. She tries to, like, redo it and just can't. Yeah. Um, but we looked up what what's my line is... And it actually is really apt. It's a, um, you wrote this down, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a game show from, like, the 1950s and 60s where celebrities would have to, like, guess what people's line of work is. Yeah. What their employment is. Yeah. And, yeah. So, So, yeah, more apt than we thought, because at first we were kind of like, what a weird, like, Reference. Um, That's what my job is. But maybe that's again the theme. Oh yeah, absolutely. Kendra, like, guess what her job is? What is a we'll take it there. <laughs> um, so I will say, is this a reference that a teenage girl in nineteen ninety seven? Did people in the nineties get that reference? Maybe, I and mean, maybe maybe it was like on reruns all the time. If you know anything about the show, what's my line? <laughs> like the, tele, the the game show in the nineteen fifties and sixties called What's My Line? Like, tell us about it. Tweet us at Booze and Buffy on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Let us know about this game show. Do you know any contestants? What were their catchphrases? What do we need to know? Did any serial killers ever contest on the show, like on the dating game? My favorite game shows, like retro game shows, are from like the 70s. Yeah, it was like peak game show time. Like like, um, Match Game and like... uh, Celebrity Squares, and like... Like, do you want to be a serial killer? Um, what? Oh, what's the other one? Uh, No Whammies, No Whammies, No Whammies, Deal or No Deal? No. No, Deal or No Deal is like super modern. But what's the No Whammies? I have no clue. Uh, If you know what that game is, (laughs) again, tweet us, at Booze and Buffy. Uh, So they go into the mausoleum, and um, he realizes... Yeah, he realizes that the um, the tomb that's been robbed is the same tomb as the book that was stolen from him. The church that I used to work at was a reliquary. They had skeletons and shit in it. Cool. That's the only reason I work there. I love skeletons. They're like bones. That was, I tried to come up with something clever and it failed. Anywho, um, so. He, it's the same book, he realizes that the the tomb that was robbed is the tomb of the person who wrote the book that was stolen from him, What's and the they, name? huh? What's the demon's name? 
Well, it's not a demon. It was a he was uh, it was a human. Uh, jo- uh, Joseph Dulac. Dulac. Uh, not to be confused with the, the kingdom of Trek. the town of Trek. Yeah. Remember when we watched Cleveland in, or watched Trek when we were in Cleveland visiting Mason and we were just like super fucked up? Yeah. That was so fun. That's like the only movie we had. It was on like Hulu, I think. Oh, okay. It was like the first one we found. Yeah. I think we were just like scrolling through Hulu. We were all super drunk and we're like, let's watch Trek! Um... But he realizes that the um, what's been stolen from the tomb is most likely the key to help them decipher the book. Right. Which is a lot of conclusions to jump to, but you know We gotta get we gotta get to where we're going. We don't need It's a jump to conclusions map. <laughs> so at this point the assassins have begun arriving in Sunnydale. Right. We have a big man with a huge scar over his eye. He gets off the off bus. The bus. We see What's his tarot card? He's the Cyclops. Oh, so that maybe that's where his the, eye the, used the to sky, be. The sky, yeah, the scar of his eye. Okay. Uh, then we've got a door-to-door beauty salesman who turns into worms named okay. Norman Fister. We'll, we'll come back to that. We're going we're gonna to loop back around to Norman Fister. Um... Uh, we see him walking past Buffy's house, and then he is goes to Buffy's next-door neighbor, who invites him inside. Mm-hmm. We hear her scream, which leads to a really cool transition, where her scream, uh, the sound effect of her screaming transitions into uh, the plane, right. where we see uh, Kendra get off where she, is, she has been hiding. Which, it's not really clear, like, why the, why the, like, airline dude... Yeah. He even sees anyone in there. Like, maybe there is a shadow moving in the background, but it's so dark in the, like, airplane that you can't tell. Yeah. But she kicks him right in the face. It's just non-threatening person. Poor, poor guy. Um, so we've got our Cyclops, we've got our Worm, and we've got who we presume is the Jaguar. Jaguar. I... Why? Jaguar. I'm trying to Jaguar. Say it like Austin Powers. Jaguar. 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 There you go. All right. So, um, um, while the gang does research on Duloc's cross, Buffy goes on a romantic ice skating date with Angel. So, um, bit of trivia here. This whole thing about Buffy being into ice skating, um, which does become, this is, um, uh, she, this does become, like, a, a bit of a running thing that she was really into ice skating. Okay. Um, that's actually just taken straight from Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yeah. She's really into ice skating. Cool. She ice skates as a hobby. So all the scenes of her ice skating are her. It's not a stunt double. And they actually, you can tell, because they go to great pains to show her face while, yeah. while she's doing well, it. How can you hide your face in this? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so cute. She's like, and the music's all like, la, da, 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 until it's like, da, 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 because Mr. Cyclops grabs her and, like, tries to kill her. Right. I didn't realize, like, who he was in her shows. Yeah. I didn't put together that, like, those three were those people. I, I, I didn't. Like, looking back at it, now I do, but at first watch, I. Mm. I was like, who are these people? What are you watching? Like, 
Uh, Buffy gets a pretty cold, pretty good kill in here. She she kicks him in the throat with her uh, with her skates. Yeah, and she goes Tanya Harding on that motherfucker. Oh, that's not what Tanya Harding did. That, but that's not what I heard. What What do you think Tanya Harding did? Obviously, went on a murderous skate rampage. Well, okay. Well, I like your version. <laughs> Um, she does, um, I, I think this is a really cool kill. I think it is kind of... It's gratuitous. It's, uh, no, see, actually, I think the opposite. I think it's too tame. There you don't have been, see any blood. There should have been blood all over that ice. Yeah, like, the, against the white. Like, yeah. I was, that's what I'm waiting for every time I watch it. It's like, you've got the ice, the beautiful, white, smooth ice. Like They the, were renting that place by the hour. They could not. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. They could not. Um, standards and practices probably were like, no, but whatever. Fuck you, standards and practices. Why don't you go jump in that ditch with Matt Babbage? <laughs> um, they see the ring on him with the symbol of the Order of Taraka, and Angel, like, kind of freaks out. Um, he tells her to go home, like, lock herself in, get as many weapons as she can. Um, it's a bit dramatic, she takes his ring, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he, like, falls forward over the thing. Uh, Angel does one of his, like, werewolf lunges, where he just, like, oh, mm-hmm. like over the, vaults over the railing. Yeah. He loves it. He loves the little werewolf lunge. Um, so this is one of those things that's in the wiki fandom that, like, I don't know what the fuck this means. Um... Angel, recognizing the assassin's ring, asked if Buffy knows what it means. And then it says in parentheses, I just killed a Super Bowl champ? That's what Buffy says. Is that what she says? Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's when Angel starts freaking out when he sees the ring. He recognizes that it's the... Uh, she, he tells her to run away yeah. and hide, and then eventually Giles does the same. Yeah, so... You know, everyone is taking this threat very seriously, um, and that kind of puts... It's it's kind of weird. Um, uh, these... Like, she kills that guy super easily, so it's... You know... At this point, we have not seen anything to imply that these people are any more of a threat than what Buffy's faced before. Mm-hmm. But everyone's freaking out, and it's, and then Buffy starts to kind of freak out because every because Angel and Giles are freaking out around her about it, right? Um, and I just wish we could have seen something to prove that they were more of a threat, um, especially since the one guy goes out so quickly. The other guy doesn't. Norman Fister doesn't do anything in this episode except kill some random lady and reveal he's made of bugs. And then we find okay. out at the end of the episode that the, the 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 who we assumed was the third one isn't even the third assassin. She's a yeah. totally unrelated okay. person. And so this was like another thing in the, the wiki that I was like, hold up, what? So whenever you see Norman Fister again, like assembling his worms, right? The wiki made it out to be like he's devouring her. And you don't really see that in the show. But there's a kind of confusing shot where there's, like, this lump of just random mass yeah. in the foreground yeah. and the trail of worms leading back to Norman. 
And I think that that lump, that mass, is her body. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. But yeah, the wiki, whoever wrote the wiki, the line is really, the way they wrote it is really confusing. It's it makes of it order, too. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like bad. It makes it, it kind of implies that he's like turned her into maggots, which is, no. I don't think that's ever the implication. Just the maggots disassembled, went to eat her, yeah. came back. Yeah. Okay. They were hungry. Okay. Sometimes maggots get hungry. Um, so she goes back to the library? She goes, yeah, she's back to school. Um, um, she's enlisted the help of Xander and Willow to do research. Yeah. Xander talks about how hobos are a part of, part of his cognitive process. <laughs> um, Xander. Because um, she's the snack girl. Willow wants to know the difference. Actually, I think this happened earlier. This was before she goes to right. the ice cream ring. Uh, Willow wants to know the difference between <coughs> uh, excuse me Slade and Slew yeah both are correct yes according to Jaws um compare oh uh but back at the uh ice skating ring when like Buffy's like kissing his vamp face and whatever they have a little moment where even on her tiptoes in ice skates she's still like a foot and a half short yup also they have a moment where he's like He's still in vamp face, and she's kissing him, and he's like, you shouldn't have to touch me like this. And she's like, I didn't even notice. It's like, bitch, you noticed. He had a demon face. (laughs) Um, But the next day at school, after basically getting all the shit scared out of her by Angel and Giles, she's... Well, and Kendra was watching them. Oh, yes, yeah. No, that is very important. Kendra was watching them. Um, But she's super paranoid and, like, assaults Oz... Mm-hmm. Um, she like try me yeah throws him against the wall try it and she's like try what and she's like I'm sorry I'm sorry sorry and he goes that is a tense person <laughs> and listen I've never had a trio of ungodly assassins sent after me but I was once in high school it's an analogy and I definitely feel like there were times where I was like so overwhelmingly stressed with like schoolwork or finals or whatever that like I'm sure I walked by the, like, the hall and someone looked at me weird and I was like what what the fuck do you want <laughs> I was really good at emotions in high school uh, let's see so where are we now where... um uh, Angel goes to a bar mm-hmm. where uh, he tries to shake down the bartender, Willie, for information. Um, Willie's a bit of a stereotype. He's like Mo from uh, uh, Simpsons. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't know any information. That was a terrible attempt at that accent. Yeah, so um, but um, he confirms... After Angel kind of he's gives a, him he's the spineless, down. like oh yeah, even like whenever he does the like uh, once upon a time in Hollywood like face slam into the counter like a couple times, he's like, oh, all right, I'll tell you everything. He's like, no, he, even at that point, he's like, I can tell you, but it'll cost you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he confirms right. that uh, it's Spike, right. which I don't even know why Angel thought he needed to find like get, just go to Spike. Yeah, but um. But he's attacked by, um... Nameless uh, yeah, woman in purple. Yes. Um, also, so... 
let's take a second to talk about her outfit. Her outfit. Yeah, it's Because I fucking love it. Yeah, like crop top and some like flowy like gaucho pants kind yeah. of things. Love it. It looks, one, so comfy. Like, comfy but also stylish. Yes. Like, and listen, all right. I, I feel like so often... There have been, like, other, like, kind of velour outfits, but, like, this one takes a cake. It also looks practical. Mm-hmm. Buffy likes to fight in a lot of boots and mini like, skirts, yeah, and it's not always up. super practical. She, Kendra can move. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Um, so, they, they fight, and... Uh, uh, I'm I'm just gonna call her Kendra for the sake of convenience. Yeah. I'm if you haven't watched the episode, then that's on you. Um, Kendra manages to lock Angel in a like a supply cage uh, with a window that's eastern facing. Sun's coming up soon. It's gonna be Angel's ashes. Oh right, yeah, so many hours. Uh, and we hear her accent for the first time. Yeah. All right. So should we talk she, about this? She has this. Ba- well, before that, she has this <laughs> badass moment where she breaks the like broom in half to make a steak. Yeah. That was pretty dope. It's pretty cool. Like what? A, what an entrance. I'm story. a big. Uh, I'm a big fan of any time on the show, and it's usually Buffy who does it. But any time that somebody makes a steak out of something. Yeah. That just happens to be there. Ooh, yeah. Um, resourceful. So, all right. So let's dive into this with Kendra's. What before I, I say like it opinions. more than the other accents we've encountered. Okay, it's thick, and I feel like I understood what she was saying, but it was just funny that like Xander or not Xander, uh, Angel's hiccup on like what she said. Like, there's no processing time. He's just like he just like repeats the words that she just said right back yeah. at her, and I'm like, you could have taken like a second to be like, well, what did she say? You know what I mean? Like, it, I, I don't. No, that was super realistic. Like, yeah, how they understood each other so clearly. So the accent is a source of contention. Oh, amongst people, a lot of people find it a very so it's Jamaican, right? A lot of people find it very stereotypical Jamaican yeah. accent, and apparently Kendra wasn't going to have an accent at first. No, it was no. a very last minute decision, and then they brought on a dialect coach, who taught uh, Bianca Lawson, who plays Kendra, yeah. this accent, but apparently based it on a very specific region in Jamaica. Okay. So it was like a very like obscure accent that she had to learn really quickly. Yeah. And I think it just comes across as very like heavy. Yeah, heavy fake Jamaican. Like yeah. what what a white person might try to Create as a Jamaican accent. Does she keep the accent consistently? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hear that accent more. It her delivery of it sounds kind of fine to me. That, that I'm okay with. Oh yeah, I have I, I actually I think she's really I mean we like any of the other accents we've discussed. It's like well, that's really bad. You should stop doing that. Yeah. I um, get that from this. I yeah. It's there's like kind of moments where I'm like, eh. but like eh, not as clearly as. Um, I also have a bit of a fun fact about Bianca Lawson, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Kendra. Yeah. She was originally cast as Cordelia. Ah, okay. Yeah, and, uh, but she had a scheduling conflict 
um, and was unable to do the show. Can you imagine where the show would have went if Cordelia knew Fight Choreo? Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, but no, she, yeah, so it obviously went to Charisma Carpenter, but also Charisma Carpenter originally auditioned for, for Buffy. Okay. And Sarah Michelle Gellar originally auditioned for Cordelia. Um, I do there's part of me that wants to visit the alternate universe where they were cast in those roles and like see what that's like but um, to this day Charisma Carpenter has said like I'm so glad I got to be Cordelia because she's a great role Um, so in the meantime uh, Angel's on a cage I keep getting confused by uh, and Buffy goes to Angel's place. She's all solid. She's wearing her big gray flannel of sadness. Yeah. Her her outfits are always like plain and sad and gray and monochromatic when she's sad and like fierce whenever she's like ready to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Um, the note I had for that section, and maybe it already happened, was that whenever uh, Giles wakes up Willow, Yes. And so she, so she's afraid of frogs. What does she say? Don't warn the tadpoles. <laughs> she has frog fear. Um, and I said that's another assumption I'm gonna make. I'm gonna come back to okay. her. You don't announce your fear in a horror <laughs> genre. No. Fair. Um, I have some monsters, trivia about don't warn the tadpoles. Or maybe like a biblical thing, like um, I like, like raining frogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have some trivia about Don't Mourn the Tadpoles. We haven't had much Bible stuff. I mean, just maybe that's a thing. Yeah. Um, There's lots of Latin. But... Uh, apparently that line, uh, Alison Hannigan had, or was it Joss Whedon? One of them, I can't remember which, had um, had a dream <laughs> where someone said the phrase Don't Mourn the Tadpoles and they thought it was funny. And that's how it got incorporated into this episode. So, uh, oh, it's in the next part. So they this is where they determine after their research that um, the the manuscript that's been stolen, which we already know, has the cure for Drusilla. But at this point our characters find out Giles tries to get um, Xander to go find Buffy because I can't locate her. And he's like, I don't know, just have Cordelia drive you or something. Yep. And, and you had a... when I asserted that... So this is her skill. This is her... Yeah. That's what she provides. If she were... If this were a Buffy video game, and you had to, like, choose between which player you are going to be at different times, or have different levels be different characters, hers would be the driving level. Like, you'd have to, like, unlock the Cordelia character to get from point A to point B. So there is a Buffy video game. I don't know if that's... It's called Chaos Bleeds. Um... <laughs> I don't know if that is a, uh, if, if you get to be Cordelia driving, but if they didn't, missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Um, they go to Buffy's house. Um, Cordelia says, um, why do you, uh, um, basically says like, why do guys only call me when they want to ride or something like that? And, <laughs> Sandra's like, oh, it's just locker room talk. I wouldn't pay it any mind. <laughs> um, um, while they're in the house, um, Norman Fister comes over, and Cordelia lets him in. 
Um, and then at this point, back at... Um, I mean, free shit, right? Oh, yeah. And it's free cos- cosmetics. And you know she's going to lap that fucking shit. Oh, I feel like that's, that's a little incongruous for me. Um, because... Because she's Cordelia a rich girl. has good taste. Why would she need free shit? That's fair. No, I think that's a good point. Um, I mean, yeah, she's vain, but like... She has that line in one episode where she doesn't want it because it's expensive. She wants it because it costs more. Right. So, like, not only does that ring true, but she's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think I hear something. What's that? I think it's the gaydar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think it's time for the gay agenda. What's your gay agenda? Norman Fister is my gay agenda. Well, I mean, his name's... Fister. Is that... How do you spell that? I'm going to assume it's P-H, but I'm ignoring that. I'm going straight for the F. Okay. Um, is also, there another H after it? Like, it's called Fist Fur? Ew, Fister. ew. You're a monster. What? Ew. You could pronounce the T-T-H as and then it'd be a little more ambiguous. You nasty. Um, also, I don't know. He just, he's, he just comes across a little gay. A little gay to me. Yeah, okay. cosmetics. A little Yeah. That's alright. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a big gay bug monster who right. likes to fist. Right, right, right. What's your gay agenda? Uh, my gay agenda is ice skating. Yeah. In all its glory. Yeah. Um, just in general. Um, all of the spins that Sarah Michelle Gellar does. Flawless. Tens across the board. Um, that's about it. Alright, alright. Um, no, honorable mentions go to uh, Xander's season two weight loss and the chick fight chick. Uh, that's coming up. Chick fight? Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> debase the beef canoe. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like an anagram. Like, use those letters and, like, make a new sentence. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a And the new sentence up. is still horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Yeah, that's my, my gay agendas. Uh, so that brings us to our our gay vocab. All right. Which honestly brings us into the next scene. Okay. This is uh, nice. Nice little flow yeah, here. little flow we got going on here. So this today's vocab comes from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6 from one of the music video challenges entitled, Oh No, She Better Don't. Okay. Um, we watched this earlier. Yeah, we did. Um, and so you saw that Oh No, She Better Don't is the hook to this song, mm-hmm. the chorus. Um, and it implies what you think, what it sounds like. Yeah, like Oh No, She Didn't. Oh No, She Didn't, or like, Oh No, She Better Not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of plays on this phrase, and um, is there anywhere in this episode where you think it might happen? I feel like So you kind of hinted at it already. Yeah. I feel like it's at that very... Um, that very final reveal. Yeah. That maybe, like, after Kendra is like, I'm Kendra, the vampire slayer, Buffy might be like, oh, no, she better don't. Yeah, that's the only place in the episode yeah. I really put it. Um, that makes total sense. There are a lot of play on, plays on this phrase, and I'm sure I'll hit at that in the future, but um, <laughs> the one that came to mind, especially while uh, Kendra and... Uh, Kendra and Buffy are fighting, and all their just like fight choreo and shit is Taekwondo. She better don't. 
Oh my gosh. That's just one of the many ways. Like, you can really, any sort of, oh, she better don't, could be like a play on, play on that. Or change any of the words, really. Uh, but yeah, that's the one I came up with for this episode. Not only, oh, no, she better don't, but Taekwondo, she better don't. Nice. Yeah. You know, Kendra has those, like, I thought of it, like, while we were recording, when we were, you were talking about her outfit, and I wanted to say it so bad. <laughs> nice. Um, especially, like, her outfit is, like, good for Taekwondo. Yeah. It looks so comfy. I wouldn't wear it. Yeah. All well, right. You're welcome. Good vocab. And I think like, that trans- talk about that last scene at all? I was saying, I, I think that transition does, trans- <coughs> excuse me, I think that transitions us really nicely into this final scene. Um, Buffy is uh, asleep in Angel's apartment, mm. where she's kind of gone for refuge. I didn't refuge. pick up on that first either. I was like, oh, she's getting attacked. Okay. Um, yeah, and, uh, Kendra attacks her. With they, an axe. Yeah. Um, she's going in for the kill. And, um, they're, no they're fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. Um, they, uh, she has her pinned. This is where Buffy has her line. Does... Kendra thinks she's a vampire. She's in a vampire's house. I mean... Why would she use a stake if it was a vampire? So if it's not a stake, does she know? I assume she doesn't. Possibly. Although, you can kill a vampire with an axe. If you cut off its head. Is it an axe or a hammer? I thought it was an axe. Oh. Yeah. But um, they get into a fight. Buffy ha- is pinned. And she says, come on, don't make me do the chick fight thing. Yeah. Honorable uh, mention. Moment. Which is claws and hair pulling. Yeah. Good for Buffy. Like, use your weaponry, whatever it is. I am a big believer in not fighting fair. Like, <laughs> I have four brothers. Listen, I learned at an early age, kick them in the balls. You're here to win. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's when Buffy said, they kind of come to a stalemate. Buffy says, who the hell are you? And she says, I'm Kendra. The Vampire Slayer. Credits! Although she better don't. So, Tyler. Yes. What what was when we the first time we watched the episode, that final moment, what was what what was the thought process that went through your head? I feel like about? I immediately went to Well, the lore, right? Okay. Is that whenever the Slayer dies. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's mentioned this this season, right? She like, mentioned it like, in this episode. Yeah, like, well, why don't I just die and pass on to the next one? You don't even need me or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, that kind of set that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's already died. Mm-hmm. So perhaps that's when Kendra was, like, awakened. I don't know. Um... Or maybe there's always been two. That was kind of the next one. That I, like, maybe there's been more than one. My next question is, like, does she have a watcher? Is Giles her watcher? Are their watchers going to get along? Is Giles going to be able to handle being a watcher for two people? Like, are she going to go to this high school now? How old is she? You have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I know the answer to all of them. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell. Okay. <laughs> Unless you tune in. To the corner with on YouTube. <laughs> or next week's episode. You know. Okay, cool. Um, did you find that to be... So So when I first watched the show, that was actually something that had been spoiled for me. I actually knew going mm. in that there was 
eventually at some point going to be a second slayer. Yeah. Um, so I, for me, it was I was kind of shocked when it happened. I feel like because I, I didn't heard something who. to that effect, but how I thought it was going to come about was not what we were just presented. With. Okay. So maybe something later on was spoiled for me. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, so yeah, I um, character-wise, I think this is obviously Buffy's episode. It is all mm-hmm. about her. You know grappling with this, her destiny, which yeah. is not an uncommon thing for Buffy to grapple with. Everybody else is just comedic. Yeah. Background. They're all there. Or just, like, set up, like, Willow and Oz meet, but there, nothing much comes of that in this uh-huh. episode. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, and I think I've mentioned all of my trivia already. We talked a little bit about music. There was some Vivaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really interesting, like, underscoring for Spike and Drusilla, especially whenever Drusilla's in the spotlight. Yeah. It changes to, like, this, like, music box kind of motive. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's probably, like, her theme. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, anytime she's, like, uh, oh, I'm fainting, I'm about to, I'm so weak. I'm in a white nightgown. And it's just, like, ding, 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 music box for your partner. Oh, very creepy. And then, like, Spike will come back in and it just goes back to, like, suspenseful. Yeah. But that was kind of cool about that. Was there any other music? Not really. Um, I think, well, I can't remember if I mentioned it, but music during the um, the ice skating sequence is very, like, light and, like, yes, I did mention it. Because it, it changes to very intense when she gets yeah. attacked. Um, yeah. Um, not really a lot else. What, um... Did we talk about outfits already? So, uh, we talked about... Oh, we talked about the translucent... Or not translucent, iridescent vest. But we didn't talk about the the Willow and Buffy ones we mentioned. At school. Yeah. Where Willow and Buffy have very, like, contrasting outfits. Mm -hmm. Like, Willow's wearing really, like, bright colors, and Buffy's being all emo, so she's wearing, like, monochromatic stuff. She's got a choker. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, And Willow's got this jacket that, like, I kind of hate, but it's kind of fashion. Yes. It's, like, the black with, like, floral pattern. Floral. And it's, like... And it's long. It's a three-quarter length jacket. Mm-hmm. I love something like that. Um, it's just, like, really tailored. And I'm into it. And looks good. It's, like, wrong. It's so wrong it's right. Mm-hmm. Love it. It, like, still fits in the, like, they're dressing Willow down. She's a nerd. Like... But also, it's fashion. Um, this episode gives us the first instance of the phrase, the Scooby, uh, Scooby gang. All right. Yeah. So I've said it a couple times on accident, forgetting that it hadn't been established. And it's very clearly on established on Wikipedia. Yes. People clearly don't know what spoilers are. <laughs> um, but this is where we get the phrase, the Scooby gang, which, um, which they will be referred to from here on out as the Scooby gang. Okay. Um, which is fun. Um, yeah, so... Do have any reactions? I feel like we've already talked about a couple of them. Yeah. What about predictions, I guess? So, let's do... Let's give it a score first. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to give this episode... I think I think this is a pretty good episode. Um, it moves really fast. Like, it feels shorter than it actually is. Um, it moves at quite a pace. Um, but I do think it's mostly set up 
So, um, I'm gonna give it... I don't think it's as good as everyone says that it is. <laughs> I'm gonna give this episode, um, three and a half tadpoles out of five. Okay. Um, I'll give this one a... Oh, this one doesn't do a lot for me. I just, like, like, I was kind of talking about, like, it just seems like it's all set up. Yeah, you know? that's fair. There's not a lot of an arc within this episode. Like, all the things that are introduced that are problematic, like, are quickly dissolved. And it's like, cool, this is just getting us somewhere else. Um, I'm gonna say... I would say that this one is probably, like, two out of five burgled reliquaries. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to amend mine to a three. After thinking about it, it's a three. Yeah. Three out of five tapples. Okay. All right. Um, all right, so predictions. Where do you think we're going? Well, I already said. Yeah. Uh, You've actually given quite a few. Part two. Yes. Um, <laughs> Willow is gonna either, like, encounter some sort of, like, frog monster, become a frog, um, <laughs> your reaction to my reaction. Uh, That's no priceless. reaction. Uh, okay. Uh, or like I said, uh, uh, what are they called in the Bible? All the frogs. Well, but what are all those different things that happened? Like Moses called. Oh, the um, plagues. Plagues. There we go. It's like, uh, and that's kind of where I got to that one. I was like, you know, there's not been like they're talking in Latin, and it's obviously about like satanic and demon stuff, but like, I feel like there's gonna be some like Bible stuff. Okay. All right. Maybe. Um, is that all the other things I've guessed? Yeah. So you've already did a lot. We still haven't seen Joyce. That's true. She's doing Bella Shots. M.I.A. Um, so you are correct. Next week is What's My Line Part 2. You're welcome. Um, you've, um, uh, and I feel like you've already, you've made a lot of predictions already about, like, Kendra, or at least questions about Kendra. That you're predicting will be answered. Any any other predictions about what the next episode has in store for us? I mean, like maybe she's gonna like enroll in school. They're gonna be best friends and braid each other's hair and like. Oh, that's cute. They can be Slayer friends or Slayer competition. Okay. Or yeah, because like, are they really gonna try and kill each other? I feel like that's not gonna be the thing. Okay. I think like maybe she's an evil Slayer, or maybe she becomes a vampire. Or maybe, I don't know. So I do want to mention, this episode has two other cliffhangers. It ends on the big cliffhanger of her revealing that she's the vampire slayer. Mm -hmm. But it also has, we have no resolution to Angel in the cage with sunlight approaching, and Xander and Cordelia in Buffy's house with the bug man. And Willow and Oz just, like, waiting. Yeah. I don't think that really is, like, a cliffhanger, but just it's just, yeah, unresolved. Those are so, two like, more immediate, like, really. everyone's, uh, or at least a good portion of our cast at the end of this episode yeah. is in danger. So, so, uh, so, just mentioning that. Will sunlight completely kill a vampire? Direct sunlight will, yeah. But indirect sunlight? So if you're, like, in the shadows, you're okay. okay. Um, how's he gonna get out of that? How are they even gonna know he's there? Mm -hmm. What was the bartender's name, Jimmy? Willie. 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 We're gonna see Willie again. Okay. 
Uh, that's all I got. All right, well, let's outro this bitch. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Who Is It Coffee. We'll be back next week with What's My Line, Part 2, just like I said. <laughs> I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. I'm Tyler. You can find me on all my social media at T-G Dippold. You already know how to spell it. And you can find us, as Tyler mentioned earlier, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or, if you have more to say that can't fit in a tweet, email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube with the series that I've hyped a lot through this episode called Spoiler Corner. And I don't really know anything about it, but you should, so make sure you rate and subscribe to all of our shit. Yes. Um, each week, we like to give a shout-out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, uh, we want to highlight the Center for Creative, Edu- Creative Education, or CCE. The mission of the CCE is to enrich the social and cultural awareness of our youth and community through arts, wellness, and education. They fulfill this mission by providing innovative, high-quality programs with a special emphasis on serving low-income, minority, and at-risk children and youth. The center provides a wide array of classes in dance, music, fitness, theater, spoken word, computer arts, uh, computer arts technology, and the visual arts. Visit www.cceforme.org, that's the number four, for more information. And as always, go slay and be gay.